0: The following message is by Pastor Peter Cho of Emmanuel Community Church. More information about the ministry of Emmanuel Community Church can be found online at www.emanuelcommunity.org.
1: Well, welcome to Family Worship again. It's so good to, to see you and to have you here. I want to start off with a little bit of a, a quiz, and I need some volunteers. We had some the younger kids here today, but I would, I'd like to see if we can get some elementary. I need like four elementary volunteers, four middle school volunteers, and four high school volunteers. Why don't you just come on up and just stand right here in this this first step here. Can we get four from each elementary, middle school, and high school? Got a little quiz. Right here in the first step, Moses. I need some more catalyst. Where's the catalyst? Youth group. All right, Jaden, Matthew, Ethan, come on up. Junior boys. I don't see any junior boys. Where's our upperclassmen? All right. Who is that handsome young fellow? Okay, so, got a little quiz for you guys. You can face that way. You can hear me, right? I actually want everyone in the audience to participate, too. And this quiz is called Good News or Bad News. Can we flash up that screen, the next slide? So, what I want you to do is, everyone here in the front, just have a seat on that step behind you. And I want you to stand up if you think this is good news. And you, too, in the audience, okay? If you think this is good news, I want you to just go ahead, stand up. If you think it's bad news, just stay seated, okay? I'm gonna describe a little situation. I'll give you 12 different situations here, okay? So, good news or bad news? Stand up if it's good news. Stay seated if it's bad news. When you get $20 from your parents for cleaning your room, is that good news or bad news? Okay. All right, we got one guy who's holding out here, Kai. $20 is not enough for him, apparently. Okay. Get the seat again. Let's get seated. Other kids, you can participate too if you're in the audience. Uh, When you lose $20 because it fell out of your pocket, is that good news or bad news? That's bad news, right? Nobody likes losing money. That's bad news. Stay seated, right? When you get a B-plus on your test at school, is that good news or bad news? B-plus. Okay, all right, all right. It's good to know who the... uh, have a seat, everyone, before your parents get too embarrassed. When you get an A- on a test at school, is that good news? Stand up if you get an A-. Okay, take a good look, everyone. We know who the tiger parents are. All the kids that are sitting, their parents are tiger parents. A- minus is not good enough. Okay, have a seat, everyone. When you have pizza for dinner tonight, is that good news or bad news? Okay. Everybody likes pizza except for the lactose intolerant, so. Okay, sit down. When, when you have salad for dinner, is that good news? Stand up if that's good news. Okay, we have, some, we have some rabbit food lovers. Okay, good. Have a seat. When there's a big thunderstorm and all the power goes out in your house and everything is dark, okay. Some guys like it dark. They love darkness over the light, apparently. When there's a big thunderstorm, I have a seat. Another one. When there's a big thunderstorm and all the power goes on in your house and everything is dark, but you have flashlights and glow sticks. Okay, apparently that's, that's not enough. People are still scared of the dark. Okay, have a seat. When a baby's diaper explodes and there's a big brown mess everywhere. That's good news. That's good news. Because you don't have to clean it up, right? When you're making brownies at home and there's a big brown mess everywhere. That's not so bad, right? Okay, last one. When the St. Louis Cardinals win 17 games in a row and clinch a spot in the playoffs. Josh Stewart, where are you? <laughs> okay, have a seat, everyone. You got to stand up. That's good news, Josh. Thank you. Okay, have a seat. Every- Thank you guys for participating. Go have a stay. seat. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: Well, that's okay. How many of you have heard the word gospel before? Can you raise your hand and tell me if you've heard the word gospel? What do you think the word gospel means? I'm going to pass around the mic so you get to speak in the microphone. Can anyone tell me what you think the word gospel is? Hmm. Oh, gosh, everyone became so quiet all of a sudden. Natalie, thank you. What do you think the word gospel? uh god uh the bible the bible good answer who else what else i saw a hand here kaylee come on up a word from god a word from god good matthew come on up i'm so glad you're here what do you think the word gospel means can you come close good news. good news did you all hear what matthew said he said good news is the gospel good news What is the good news of the gospel? Hmm, Annabelle? Spreading God's word. Good. Spreading God's word. The gospel is good news, isn't it? But how many of you would think the gospel is more than just good news? Can you raise your hand? Is it more than good news? We all know the gospel is good news, right? It's actually a royal announcement. What's royal? Royal is something that is... What do you think of when you think of the word royal? Mo, what do you think of? James? Kings and queens and like fancy, expensive things. Yeah, thank you. Kings and queens and fancy things. The gospel is good news, but it's just more than good news. It's a royal announcement. Can you say royal announcement, boys and girls? Yeah, it means it's a very, very, very important message given by a king or a ruler that should make everyone under his rule happy. Now, do we have a king right now? No, but, the, but in uh, the royal times, there was a king who would make decisions, and people under his rule um, would either be happy or sad because of that. I'm going to read today's Bible verses for us today. And it's a little bit longer because it has three sections. How many sections? Three. Yep, you guys are good, but they're all very important. And so I want you to listen carefully because it tells us what the good news is in the Bible and why God came to share that news with us. Are you ready? Boys and girls, when we come to church and we hear the Bible, we hear the story, where does it come from? (laughs) The Bible, that's right. So every time we read the story, it comes from God's Word, the Bible, and we need the Holy Spirit to help us read it and understand it. And our Bible verse comes today from Matthew 4, verse 12. Can you say that? Matthew 4, verse 12. Okay, here's the first section. You can hold up your one hand. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He went first to Nazareth, and left there and moved to, to, uh, to Capernaum, beside the Sea of Galilee, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This fulfilled what God had said through the prophet Isaiah. In the land of Zebulun and Naphtali, beside the sea, beyond the Jordan River, in Galilee, where so many Gentiles live, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who lived in the land where death casts its shadow, a light has shined. From then on, Jesus began to preach, repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Can you say that with me, boys and girls? Repent of your sins and turn to God, For the kingdom of heaven is near. Okay, second finger. This is the second part. Ready? One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon also called Peter and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me. What did Jesus say? Come, follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father, Zebedee, repairing their nets, and he called them to come too. They immediately followed him. What did they do? They immediately followed him leaving the boat and their father behind. Okay, part three, three fingers up. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria, and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick. And whatever their sickness or disease, or if they were demon possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. Did you catch what the gospel is, boys and girls? Can you say it with me? The gospel is announcing the good news about the kingdom. Can you say that? The gospel is announcing the good news about the kingdom what does matthew who wrote this book say the good news is about boys and girls can you shout it out tell me what does he say the good news is about anyone you can shout it you have no problem shouting downstairs (laughs) he says jesus traveled throughout the region of galilee teaching in the synagogues and doing what remember we just said it Announcing the good news about what? Say it one more time. One more time. You guys are awesome. The kingdom. And as we heard some of the children this morning already talk about it, I think most of us here know that the good news is that Jesus came to die on the cross, right? For what? Our sins. And if we trust him, we are promised eternal life. But is that all? the good news is about? I think that's good news, for sure. But that's not everything about the good news. And that's not all of the good news about the kingdom. Are You guys scratching your head a little bit? Does that sound a little different than what you're used to hearing? Hmm, who knows what a kingdom is? Let's get some answers. Who knows what a kingdom is? Yes, Graham shout it out a castle castle? good answer anyone else what else is a kingdom yes Reese (laughs) awesome Reese I love your definitions I often have to go to the dictionary to understand a lot of the words you use because you have such a great vocabulary thank you You said a kingdom is a region that's completely governed by a monarchy. Is that what you said? Yeah, it's an area or a territory or a state. It's ruled by a king or queen, right? Or in other words, a kingdom is a place where a king reigns. So can you have a kingdom without a king? No, of course not. So who is the king when we talk about the good news about the kingdom? Natalie. Yes, Jesus. And he's not just a king. He is the king. Can you say that? Jesus is the king. So when Matthew tells us that Jesus does right after he announced the good news about the kingdom, he begins to start healing people far and wide of every kind of physical disease and sickness and also He sets people free who are in spiritual bondage. Hmm, those are big words. Maybe another way to put it is to say that Jesus opened the eyes of those who believed the lies of Satan and who were under his evil power and his evil control. This is something that I think is important to know about the good news. That it's not just about knowing Jesus died for your sins on the cross and that you get to go to heaven when you die sure that is good news and it's part of it but it's about believing that God is telling us through his son Jesus that the King is here what is he saying through Jesus the King Is here. Can you say that loudly with me? The king is here. One more time. The king is here. And not just any king, but the true only king of all kings. And he is a good and kind king. He's a strong and powerful king. And that's not all. He is a wise and a just king. And that, my friends, is great news
1: that's right and jesus is the perfect king he's good and he's powerful and he's wise and it's hard to find good kings isn't it these days right i mean even when you look at the old testament were there a lot of good kings or bad kings bad kings even worse kings and the next king will be even worse than that right a lot of bad kings it's hard to find good leaders right we don't really have kings here but it's hard to find good leaders kids, how many, how many of you have an older brother or sister? Raise your hand. Okay. Now, um, how many of you like it when your parents leave the house and they put your older brother or sister in charge? All right. Now they're the boss. Is that good news or bad news? Okay. Does your older brother or sister act like a good king or a bad king? Yeah. <laughs> Are they kind and good? Or do they act all-powerful? Are they wise and just? Not really. (laughs) Okay, parents. I'm learning a lot about the families at ICC today. This is wonderful. Parents, adults in the room, how many of you had a bad boss at work? Yeah. Did you like going to work when you have a bad boss at work? It's not fun, is it? All right. How many of you really enjoy being under a good boss it works so much better doesn't it we want bosses who are good to us we want bosses who are smart and wise we want bosses right who think about us and not just themselves and we're okay if those bosses have power over us right because they're good leaders and it's good news when someone that is powerful like our bosses or our parents or even our older siblings are good and kind and wise right well it's really good news When the God of the universe, who's so good, so kind, so strong, and so powerful, so wise, when that God comes into the world and declares, I'm here, I'm the boss, and I'm in control. That's really good news. And maybe you're not sure if Jesus is that kind of boss, though, right? One who's kind, powerful, and wise. And maybe it's because bad things have happened to you in your life. And you're not sure if he's really those things. Or maybe it's because you can't see God or touch God. So it's hard to believe. But I think the evidence is there. We can see in the Bible that Jesus is all those things. How do we know that the king of kings is good and kind? How do we know this? He loved those that no one else loved. When we read about Jesus, uh, Miss Kim just read, do you remember he calls two sets of brothers, right? Do you guys remember their names? Peter and Andrew, that's right. And then James and... That's right. And they would become his closest friends and his most devoted followers. And it kind of makes you wonder, why does Matthew include the story of these four guys becoming Jesus' disciples right here? That's kind of a weird spot to put that. And I think it's because when we talk about the kingdom... We have, to talk, have, we have to have not just a king, right, but people who follow the king, people who honor the king, people who obey the king. Otherwise, there is no kingdom, and he's not a real king, right? Can you imagine a king who had no followers? That's not a king. That's a clown, right? But we have a good and a kind king, and I think we see this even in the way that he calls his disciples to follow him. For example, let's take a look at the book of Matthew. Does anyone know who wrote the book of Matthew? That's right. That was not a trick question. Matthew wrote the book of Matthew. What do we know about Matthew? What was Matthew's job? Tax collector, that's right. Now, were tax collectors um, good people or bad people? They were bad people. They're bad because they like to steal from their own people, right? And they worked for the Roman government, which is like being a traitor. And they were greedy, selfish, unkind. Do you think Matthew was popular or unpopular among all his people? Not popular at all, right? I want to show you a clip, a little video, a few minutes long, one of my favorite shows. It's called about the life of Jesus and about his followers. It's called The Chosen. Who here's seen The Chosen? Okay, just a few of you. And one of my favorite clips, <clears throat> well, actually, if you haven't seen this, okay, I highly recommend it. It's better than anything on Netflix, Disney+, Plus, or any K-drama out there. Just, it's free, too, so just Google it. Uh, I think you can watch it with your children, too, parents. Uh, maybe if they're, like, fourth grade and up. There's one, ep- the, the, I would say the first episode in the first season is a, is a little intense, So I wouldn't watch that with the kids unless you screen it first. But other than that, I think it's something that you can watch with your family. Um, And the clip that I want to show you is when Jesus invites Matthew to be his disciple. And I think it captures so well how Jesus wants us to respond to the good news that he's king. And it also shows us the heart of Jesus, that he is a good and he is a kind king. And so the three pictures I want to show you here are of Jesus, Peter, Peter, Jesus on the left, Peter, and then Matthew. That way you kind of know who's talking when you watch the clip, okay? Go ahead. Play the clip for me.
0: We live in the same world,
1: Matthew. Next. Besides, what else are you going to do with a mind like yours? Matthew. Matthew, son of Alphaeus. Yes. Follow me. Me? <laughs> yes, you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Want me to join you? Keep moving, street preacher. Do you have any idea what this guy's done? Do you even know him? Yes.
0: Listen, I said to. You.
1: What are you doing? Where do you think you're going, guys? Let me go. You've lost your mind? You have money. Quintus protects you. No Jew lives as good as you. You're gonna throw it all away? Yes. I don't get it. You didn't get it when I chose you either. But this is different. I'm not a tax collector. Get used to different. I'm glad we passed by your booth today, Matthew. Yes. Shall we? We have a celebration to prepare for. You will regret this, Matthew. What's the tablet for? I grabbed it without thinking. I can put it back. No, no, keep it. You may yet find use for it. Where are we going?
0: A dinner party.
1: I'm not welcome at dinner parties. but well, that's not going to be a problem tonight. You're the host. I love that scene because I think it pictures so well just how unpopular Matthew was, even amongst the disciples. And yet here is Jesus reaching out to one that no one else would want to reach out to. And he shows his goodness and his kindness even when he's calling his disciples to follow him as king. So we know that he's good and kind, but how do we know that the king of kings is strong and powerful? Well, remember the verses we read. He healed every kind of disease and illness, and whatever they're with sickness or disease, or if they're demon possessed, or epileptic, or paralyzed, he healed them all, it says. And by healing every people of every sickness far and wide, and even raising them from the dead, even raising himself up from the dead, Jesus was showing that he has power. He has power over disease and death. But not only that, he was showing that he has power over the curse of sin, which has brought about disease and death into this world. And that's a strong and powerful king, isn't it? But how do we know that the King of Kings is wise and just? Well, the Sermon on the Mount, which is Matthew chapter 5 through 7, just after this chapter in Matthew 4, Jesus shows us just how wise and just he really is. In this famous sermon, Jesus takes all of the misunderstandings that the people had about God's laws, and he shows us God's heart. But not only God's heart, he also shows us our own hearts. And how we deceive ourselves into thinking that we are good when we really are not. And we need his wisdom. We need his kindness, his goodness in our lives. And ask your parents about it. They've been hearing messages about the Sermon on the Mount for the last two months. and It's the most famous sermon in the history of the world. It's better than this sermon today, by far. And we also know that when Jesus would preach they would often walk away with their mouths like this that's my best impression of looking astonished (laughs) the bible says that people were astonished at his teachings it's like nothing they had ever heard before who teaches like this with wisdom and authority and you know what the people who didn't like jesus were who thought they were wise and You know how they reacted to Jesus' teachings, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law? They were like this. They hated Jesus. Because they, they loved that everyone thought they were the wise ones, and they were the holy ones, and they were the wonderful ones. And along comes this guy named Jesus, and he's making them all look foolish and proud, because they were. But Jesus was wise and just. Can you think of anyone in the Bible you know as the wisest king in all of the history of Israel? Who was that king? King Solomon, right? And yet Jesus, when he comes, he says, one is wiser than Solomon is here. He's a wise king. And the good news that he wants the whole world to know is that this amazing new king is here. And he wants us to tell everyone that the king is here. And he calls those who follow him royal priests. Royal priests. And the Apostle Peter, we just saw in that video, you know what he writes in 1 Peter 2.9? He says, you are a chosen people. You are royal priests. You are a holy nation, God's very own possession. And as a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Remember that? Remember that? Peter's kind of using that same phrase that I, from the prophecy of Isaiah. And that Matthew brings up in his gospel. Called you out of darkness and into the light. Do you know what a royal priest is? It means if we follow Jesus, we get to represent the king. We get to show his goodness to the whole world. And we are to bring in the power and the presence of the king everywhere we go and to everyone we meet. By the power of the Holy Spirit. And when we follow Jesus by faith, when we obey his commands by faith, when we love God and love one another, we are being royal priests. And when we do this, we are subjecting ourselves under the rule and the reign of the King of Kings. And his kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, comes near to earth. And his light pushes away the darkness. Do you believe that we worship that kind of king? Do you believe that Jesus is that kind of king? Do you want to follow that kind of king? I do. That king sounds awesome. And if you're a follower of the king, you are a child of the king. And this verse we just read says not only are you a royal priest, but you are God's own possession. That means you are his beloved child, not just a royal priest. You're his child. Do you believe you're a child of the king? That you belong to him and the king loves you and he has a plan and a purpose for your life? To be his ambassador, to be his royal priest? Or do you believe the lies in this world which wants to hold you under spiritual bondage where we're trapped under the evil power and his control of those who hate God? I'm going to close with one more movie. You guys ready for another movie? It's a Disney movie. Tangled. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually one of my two favorite movies of all, Disney movies of all time. Anyone want to guess what my other favorite Disney movie is? Ooh, that's good. Lion King. I heard Beauty and the Beast. That's right. Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) Lion King's right up there. It's second place. So Tangled and Beauty and the Beast are my favorite Disney movies because, you know... I think every Disney movie like touches on the the themes of the gospel, the story of the gospel and the good news. But those two in particular really stand out to me because both of them involve the search and the rescue of a lost child, both of them have the resurrection of the dead, the end, and both of them have the restoration of a kingdom. I know those are big words, but just stay with me, kids. Okay? That's for the parents. Well, for those of you that may not be familiar, the story of Tangled is about a girl named Rapunzel. And she has this special power through her long golden hair to be immortal, which means you never age and you never die. And so, this evil woman named Mother Gothel, good, um, she wants to stay young forever. So, she steals Rapunzel, who's actually a princess. She steals her from the castle of the king and queen when she's a baby. And she raises Rapunzel in this hidden tower deep in the forest. And Rapunzel is forbidden by her mother Gothel Gothel from ever leaving this tower. And Rapunzel, she doesn't know any better because she was stolen as a child, so she doesn't even remember as a baby. And that this woman is really not her mother. And even as controlling as mother Gothel is, there are little clues. Rapunzel just realized something doesn't seem right. But the king and queen, they're grieved by the loss of their daughter. And each year, so each year on Rapunzel's birthday, the king and queen, they continue a tradition since she was born. And they hold a festival for their lost daughter. And they and all the people in the kingdom, they release thousands of these lanterns into the night sky in the hopes that she, Rapunzel, will see it one day. And that she might realize that they're searching for her. And so she might return home. And Rapunzel, she doesn't know what these lights are all about, but she's drawn to these lights, isn't she? And on her 18th birthday, she wants nothing more than to to see these lights, to get a close-up look at these lights. And so the video I'm going to show you has two separate clips of the movie. The first is a portion of the song, I See the Light. You guys ever heard that song, I See the Light? That's the best song in the whole movie. And I want you to listen to it carefully, because I See the Light stole from the Bible. Okay, And it's actually a lot like the passage from the book of Isaiah we just read. And Jesus fulfills that we are blind and that we're living in darkness until we see that special someone that suddenly makes everything clear and beautiful. And the second clip, which follows, is towards the end of the movie when Rapunzel realizes who she is and then she finds the courage to finally stand up to Mother Gothel and return home. It never happened.
0: Now, wash up for dinner. I'm making hazelnut soup. (sighs) I really did try, Rapunzel. I tried to warn you what was out there. The world is dark and selfish and cruel. If it finds even the slightest ray of sunshine, it destroys it.
1: So, wow, you guys are so quiet. I've never seen the children so quiet before. (laughs) I love this scene because Rapunzel suddenly realizes in that moment all the signs that were always around her. She had missed her whole life, and she finally, truly sees the light. She sees that she's from a kingdom that she has never seen with her eyes, that she's a beloved child of the king. That She is dearly loved and missed, and that she is being searched for far and wide to return home. Uh, this quote comes from G.K. Chesterton, who's an English writer and philosopher. This is for the young children. I'm just joking. This is for the adults. <laughs> Fairy tales are far more than true, or more than true, not because they tell us that dragons exist, but because they tell us that dragons can be beaten. And we are all drawn to fairy tales because I believe in them we find the gospel story that all of us long for, that all of us hope for is true. And deep down, we all know that something in this world is not right, just like Rapunzel did, and that we're being held in bondage under lies by evil forces. And deep inside, we all want to believe that love and justice will one day win the day and evil will one day be conquered, and there will be a happily ever after. And this is why everyone, adults and children, are drawn to stories that come from Disney and Marvel comic books. We all know this world is messed up. We all want a hero. We all want a happy ending. But the world searches in vain and still lives in darkness. The world does not know that the real superhero is not found in a Disney movie. It's not even found in Marvel comic books. We all know that this world is messed up. But our greatest hero and the savior of the world is a real person who is both fully God and fully man, and his name is Jesus. And he's not just the king of kings. He's the superhero to end all superheroes. And the good news of the gospel is not only that Jesus died for our sins, but that a good and powerful and wise king has come in Jesus. And when we talk and we think about Jesus, you know, the truth is we often think about Jesus on the cross or Jesus with the crown of thorns or what Jesus did for us, right? And that's why this first slide for the sermon, I wanted to show this picture because we shouldn't forget that there's a second, very important part of this story. And the reason why he came is not just to die, but to reign, to bring the kingdom of heaven near until one day heaven and earth Become one again. And if we repent and if we submit to his reign and follow him, we are, as his royal priest, will bring his power and his presence. We will bring heaven into this broken world. We'll bring it to earth until he restores, until he returns and restores all things. That's good news, isn't it? That's the gospel. Let's bow our heads and let's pray together. I know it was a long message, longer than Miss Kim usually goes, but thank you for listening. I want to invite the worship team up, and we're going to just have a brief time of prayer. I think many times when we come to her church, we, we hear the good news that Jesus came to die for our sins. And that's good news. We need Jesus' We need the cross. But the good news is more than what Jesus saved us from. It's more than just not being having to go to hell when we die and going to heaven. The good news is what Jesus, Jesus saved us for. He saved us for himself, as his children, as His treasured possession, as his royal priests. Jesus saved us for himself. That we might bring his light into the darkness in the same way that he's shown his light into the darkness. That we might bring his healing power and his love, his presence into all the dark spaces of this earth. That we might love him and love one another and be his disciples and follow him and leave everything. That's what it means to follow Jesus. That's the good news of the gospel. And so in this quietness of this room, if you're with your families, I don't know how often you're able to get together and pray together. Certainly it's pretty rare here at church during worship. But if you could just sit a little tighter with your family, if you could just pray together, let's pray for our families that we would be lovers of the gospel and that we would truly understand and live out what it means not just to be those who are saved from what we are saved from but those who are saved for something. That the king is here and that we can have hope and joy not just because we are saved from our sin but that the king is coming back and the king has given us his power and the Holy Spirit to live out, to be his priests, to be his ambassadors, to be his children, to shine his light. Let's just take one minute and let's pray. Pray for your families. Pray for our church. Pray for one another. And then the worship team will lead us in, in, in some songs to close. If we could all be seated just for a minute. I I just feel so moved at this moment to um, not let this not let it pass us by you know it's not often that we we really aren't a church that does altar calls Um, but I think the gospel confronts us with a decision and Jesus knew that and I sense that there are some people in this room young and old who maybe never really have heard the gospel presented in quite this way, and yet you sense the Holy Spirit tugging in your heart to bid as he bids you to come, to surrender your life to him, to follow him, to submit to his ruling and his reign in your life so that you might experience his shalom and bring his light into all the spaces in your world. And so can we just take one minute I'm not going to ask everyone to come up. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands. Just in the quietness of your own heart, if God has been speaking to you today, whether you're a child or an adult, surrender to that voice. Submit your life. Take up his cross. Follow him. You are a child of the king. are a treasured possession. And as we sit here and hear the voices in this room, young and old, declaring the greatness of of his mercy and love. That's it. That's why we're here. That we might know and that we might declare the greatness of his mercy and love and that we might surrender to that love and to his rule and reign let's just take a minute the Lord is speaking to you right now just submit to them